Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in third and final hour here on Tuesday. Here on Valentine's Day, I hope that uh, you have a sweetheart. And if you do care about this stuff, uh, even if I did have a sweetheart, I don't know that I care about this stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes it's about the other person. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. I think I've told it before, but I'll tell the story of my first Valentine's Day date. Now, when my wife and I... You know, we're not together anymore. But when when we were first started dating, it was we had known each other all through high school. Um, we had wanted to date in high school, but it just kind of never worked. Or at least I wanted to. Uh, but then uh, in college, we started dating. And I remember our first like fancy date was we went to Isaac's in Plymouth, which is now they, they're redoing it. There's new owners. They've given it a new name. I can't remember the name of it. It's the, um, it's whatever the, um, it's like 42 degrees, something, I don't know. I don't want to give you the wrong info. But anyway, they're, they're working on refurbishing that now. Should be open for the summer. But that was like our first, like, fancy date. We went out to Isaac's, which I think a lot of people, that was kind of your first fancy date. We started dating in, I think, April of 97. So we're trying to, you know, you know fast forward now to Valentine's Day 98, where we're, we're both in college, we're both working all the time, working you know forty to fifty hours a week, in addition to going to UMass Dartmouth and taking a full course load, and so we don't really have a lot of time. Valentine's Day comes up, and I haven't really planned anything because we didn't plan on having the night off. We thought that we were each going to have to work. We wouldn't get out of work until like eight thirty, nine o'clock. At the time, she worked at the Levi's outlet, which some nights she might not get home till ten, ten thirty, eleven, eleven thirty. So it turns out because it was a slow night, she gets let out early because it's a slow night at the diner where I was working. I get to go home early. So now we have Valentine's Day ahead of us with nowhere to go. So I start calling around saying like, where can I make a reservation? Where can I get dinner for us? And I called the Daniel Webster Inn in Sandwich because it was the fanciest place I could think of that wasn't Isaac's where we'd already been. And so I was like, all right, let me try them. And I called and they had a nine o'clock reservation, which actually worked out perfect because that would give us time to, you know, shower and change and all of that. And I was so proud of myself because I got a reservation at one of the fanciest places on Valentine's Day. And uh, I know we're going to have a good time. And in those days, 
Um, I didn't have a lot of bills. The only thing I had to pay every month was my car insurance. I had paid cash for my car. My parents weren't charging me rent to live in their basement while I was in school. Uh, My tuition, you know, and everything I was paid for by scholarships. And really, my only bill was my car insurance. I didn't even have a cell phone yet. I, I, I had to pay my pager bill, which I think was like 10 or 20 bucks a month. So I had cash on me all the time, like hundreds of dollars in cash because I didn't have a debit card then. So I thought nothing of going to this place and dropping like two or $300 on dinner. So we're all excited. We're driving. We get there. We park. We go in. Yes. Uh, nine o'clock reservation for two for Weisberg. Oh, yes. Let's show you your table. And they seat us. And I was like, oh, we've got the best table in the house. We're right next to the piano player. We got the best table. And I say, I turned to my, you know, at the time, my girlfriend, I say, you must be so impressed. We got the best table. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> let's eat. It's nine o'clock. I'm starving. And so we sat down and I realized why I got that table because the piano player starts performing and it's, he's so loud that we can't even have a conversation while we're sitting at the table. I was like, oh, that's, that's why I was able to get a table on Valentine's day. <laughs> so. Lesson learned, if you're going to do something, you want to make plans as early as you can. Anyway, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hi. I just heard you a little while ago talk about white vinegar on chow mein sandwiches. Yes. I have not had that in years. That must Did the caller grow up in Fall River? <laughs> the, so what, what happened was I wrote an article a long time ago, well, no, I shouldn't say a long time ago, a couple months ago, where I found out about, um, in Salem, they push a, a chop suey sandwich. And uh-huh. they say that the chop suey sandwich is better than the chow mein sandwich. So I wrote an article where I did a taste test between the two. And uh, and then, you know, I found out that some of the restaurants around here do a combination, chop suey chow mein. So I, oh. I made the switch to that. And then back then, callers called in and said, you need to put white vinegar on that. And I said, what are you talking yeah. about? And then I tried it, and it was amazing. Oh, it enhances the flavor. I haven't had that in years. And uh, I grew up in Fall River, and I, I guess my parents, well, my parents um, must have introduced me to that because we always put that on, on it. And um, you're bringing back memories because before my mom passed away in 2017, my, bro- we, my brother and I would take her to me some in Fall River, and we would have chow mein sandwiches with vinegar. But anyway, and um, the other thing you, I'm reminiscing about is my dad used to eat eel. My mom would actually make it for him. Um, I don't know where you can get that, and I didn't realize that they're in the um, Westport River. But uh, I just wanted to thank you for bringing back some fond memories. I didn't eat it. My mother didn't eat it either, but she would always make things that my father loved. And um, I know that I remember that one being one of the one of his requests. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping I can get a chance to try some. um, But I also think, too, that, uh, you know, you can recreate those childhood memories anytime you want. Go on out to Wame down here in Fairhaven. Get yourself a chow mein sandwich, chop suey sandwich, or you can get a combination of both. And they've got white vinegar there for you. Do you know I've never had chop suey? I'll have to try it. We just all we would ever have was chow mein. That was it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I prefer the chow mein. I think it has a little bit more flavor, but I like the combination of the two together. And uh, yeah. f- first of all, if you're going to go down and have that for lunch, uh, I would recommend not ordering anything else because they yeah. give you a huge sandwich mm. for six bucks. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, wow. Well, yeah. And, I, uh, Wame, Wame in New Bedford, you said. Uh, in Fairhaven. And actually, right now... At SeizeTheDeal.com, we have a on sale right now is you can get a $25 gift certificate to Wame for just $12.50. Wow. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I you, do get those emails, uh, SeizeTheDeal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go right there and sign up, and they'll they'll mail it to you. It usually comes in a couple of days, and you'll be able to go. And it's $6 for a, a chow mein sandwich. You can take the whole family out for it. Oh, so good. I, I'm, I'm, my mouth is watering. Uh, I can't wait to have it. I haven't had it in years since. My mom passed away in 17 because she used to love to go to Misan in Fall River. And um, we would go there because that, that's where she lived. But anyway, but thank you for bringing back fond memories for me. And I enjoy listening to you every day. Thank you so much. Happy, okay, anniver- have- happy anniversary of the show. <laughs> yeah, and happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> to you as well. Thank you. 508-996-0500. Yes, absolutely. Right now, go to SeizeTheDeal.com. It went on sale today. You can get... $25 to Wame for just twelve fifty, and it will sell out. So please go over there and get it now before it's gone. Uh, but, you know, if if you can't get to the computer till later, just check. There might be some extras uh, that haven't been sold yet. But uh, I would definitely recommend getting that because, first of all, everything is very good over there, and it is very inexpensive. Uh, it's one of my favorite Chinese restaurants on the South Coast. But it really is, for me, a great place to go and grab a quick lunch because it's a short drive from the station. I can go over there and grab a sandwich. I can either bring it back here or I can eat it there. And it's 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 a big sandwich. I mean, as you know, a chow mein sandwich, uh, it's, it's you can, you're not picking it up and eating it with your hands. So you get a big full plate of it, and they have the white vinegar there. You can sprinkle it on and try it, even if you've never tried it. I've also tried putting the white vinegar, like, in an order of lo mein, uh, uh, chow mein, rather. Uh, I've tried sprinkling it into like, you know, you get it in the bucket, you sprinkle it in. It's not exactly the same. It, it seems to only work so well with the sandwich. There's a little bit too much sauce uh, when you get it as an order on its own. But uh, definitely recommend going to SeizeTheDeal.com and getting yourself that deal so you can save a little bit of money. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Speaking of restaurants, Tia Maria's, I went there this morning. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I always go there with my wife and kids and, you know, when well, on the weekends with my kids. But I took my wife there today <clears throat> for breakfast, and I walk out to a parking ticket on my truck. And I says, what the hell is this, right? So I grab, my, I grab the ticket. I look. It says the color of my truck is black. I said, my truck's not black. My, 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 my license plate's right. Everything else is right. But... My truck isn't black. It's like a it's like a like a dark gray, you know. Mm-hmm. So I so I said to my wife, I'm gonna go fight it, you know, because you know, once the tickets, they're always you know the the pocket meetup maids, they're all oh you know once I I can't stop writing the ticket, it's already made out, you know, it's already made out. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go tell them that the ticket's invalid because my color of my truck's not not black. It's gray. I mean, so it's I worth it. It's the, worth a try. It is right. So I went I went into uh. Elm Street Garage, 
And uh, the lady, you know, the, the lady sitting down, she was nice, you know, and she goes, oh, I have to go get my supervisor. So she went back, talked to her supervisor. Her supervisor comes out and says, well, you know, it's uh, it doesn't really matter what the color of the car is. Yeah, they did have your, they had your license plate right. I says, I says, yeah, my my license plate's right, but if you look at the registration on my on, on my in my truck, the registration says metallic gray, not black. So therefore, the ticket's invalid, in my opinion. You know, I'm like, that's not the color of my truck. Either you need to, you know, teach teach uh, your pocket meter maids the different colors, and you know, go back to preschool, or or you know, you start getting the colors right on these cars. You know, what if they're colorblind? Then, uh, huh? Maybe they're colorblind. Maybe they are. I mean, <laughs> that was another question I asked her. I said, "Are they color?" Oh, I don't know. You know, I, okay. Well, you know, that's this is this is the stuff that you know. This is the and this is why I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try talking to the mayor tomorrow. I'm gonna see what he what he thinks. But it's like <laughs> I would probably suggest that. not calling into the mayor to ask him about that <laughs> during the segment. <laughs> Why not? Because first, first of all, at this point, the ticket's been written, so it's up to you know it's up to the traffic commission to handle that directly. So you, you you're going to want to go and speak with them wanna, about it. I want to see, um, I want to see, I want to see it written down somewhere in the policy. If they if they, you know, mess up on a on a certain color, on a certain make, model, whatever, if the ticket is valid or if it's invalid. I, I think having you know? the correct license plate is all that really matters. Right, I, I you might be right. I mean, they, they, hey, somewhere more, along the lines, you got to kind of like, hey, you know, these guys, these guys are so quick to make a a ticket out that they're, that they're making it out so fast that they mess something up. That shouldn't be my fault. Well, I and, shouldn't have to pay a ticket that's not mine. And I, I suppose you have a fair argument to say, well, if how do I know that they weren't looking at the color of a vehicle but accidentally tagged mine instead, and you know wrote my that's plate down when they meant the black truck? So I mean, it's it's worth a try, but also I I, 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 I don't know it, how so far we'll see what back. happened. She said she said maybe in about a week or so I'll, I'll get the appeal back. So we'll huh? see we'll see if it, if it helps or not. You know how much was the ticket? Fifteen bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't care, you know. It's right like, for you, it's, it's like, principle. You know, I get it. Hey, I see. I, now I kind of see why people get aggravated with the city. You know what I mean? Because it's like, why am I going to go to the city? I, I I like supporting small business restaurants. You know what I mean? I, I we, we always go to small business restaurants. It's like, uh, but it's like if they make it hot, the city makes it hot on you, especially you know, with parking. Well, you know what I mean? So so how so uh, why was the ticket written up? Because you were over the time on the meter, or you didn't pay the meter at all, or? So I parked on a side street where there was no meters, but there was signs, you know. So it said, no parking here the corner. And I parked, I think I was like maybe like a bumper's length over the sign. Oh. And it had another sign that says, no parking at all on the in front of me. So, I mean, I was like a, but yeah, I was, I was probably in the wrong, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like. He, the, the, the meter maid's in the wrong too for getting the wrong car on my truck. That's like discrimination, you know. Well, I, I don't know if it's opinion. discrimination. It's a good try. I, I, I want to know how this turns out. You let me know how it turns out in the end. I will. I'll call you in about, well, I'll, I'll talk to you. I usually call in every day anyway, so. All right. Good luck with it. All right. Have Here a good day. <laughs> At least you got a great breakfast out of the deal. Uh, Tia Maria is always good food. Uh, they actually, uh, we, we had our, uh, we do a, a little end of the year awards for uh, all of our writers and, and on air staff. And uh, they, they did a fantastic job on the food that night as they always do. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hi. Nobody likes to get a ticket, but you know, the person could have walked a little bit. I noticed people are kind of lazy. They don't want to walk at all. 
I do yeah. think I do think that there is, I've, and I've seen this happen before. There is a tendency that if somebody parks somewhere, you know, let's say you go to a place where it's you know very congested parking, and they're a little bit over one of those lines. I do think that they should give people a break on that. You know, it's different if somebody parks in a in a fire zone or parks somewhere in a loading zone and their whole car is there blocking it. But if they're like a little bit over and there's a lot of traffic, I can understand. It. I know Tim, but I see people. I know people that have handicapped things and they're not handicapped. They take their relatives and they they're all lazy. They just want everything for nothing. They want it aggravates me really. I mean, the city does need money, and not only that, the the. The meter, the meter maids are getting paid to do that. So, and also, I don't think he's going to get away with it because they do take a picture of the car. Okay, I, they take a picture of the vehicle where it is. They're covered. I will just warn you about, you know, not, you know, I mean, obviously, if you know somebody's situation, that's a different story. But I would warn you about making the assumption that if you see somebody using a handicap tag, but they don't seem physically impaired, I, I would, didn't say that. I, I know, know people personally. I said, yeah, I said, as I said, it's probably people that you know their circumstance. But um, I'm just saying in general, I would warn people not to think that just because somebody has a tag and you don't see them get out and use a wheelchair or a cane, that it doesn't mean that they that they accurately deserve that space oh i'm not saying that i'm saying that a lot of people they just want it the easy way out yeah people that grab their you know their grandmother's tag and throw it in their car or or you know drive their grandmother around so they have the tag but then use it even when the grandmother isn't in the car you know that's just wrong yeah and you know like i just said the meter mate is getting paid to do that they do take pictures of the vehicle because i've seen it and i don't think the guy's going to get away with it but good luck to him but i mean for 15 dollars really Whatever. I mean, you know, if, if people don't want to pay these fines, just do the right thing. Like I said, if you had to walk an extra block, walk your breakfast off a little. I don't know. People just, I just can't believe it sometimes. No, I, I hear you. All right. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. To you as well. And uh, 508-996-0500. Yeah, no, I just wanted to make that point because I think that whenever we talk about, you know, handicap. Uh, placards and, and handicap spaces, we're going to get a ton of people that call in and say, I see people all the time that use those things that aren't handicapped. It's like, well, you don't really know um, what their disability is and you don't know why they can't make it. Um, but there is, there, you know, there are people that do abuse that and, and use it when it's not intended for them. Uh, we see that all the time, but also like, I just don't make assumptions anymore because, you know, sometimes somebody, okay, somebody got out of the car and was able to walk the, the 20 feet from the handicap space to the front door of the business. But if they had to walk 50 feet, they might not have made it. So it, you really can't be sure. But if you know somebody that's doing it, that's a different story, like Shawnee said. 508-996-0500. I should take a break, but the phone lines are lighting up, so let's keep it rolling. You're next on WBSM. Yes, you're so right. You don't know their disability. Some of the veterans that I know have a disability from PTSD, they've been subjected to, they've been involved with IEDs, and they don't like getting too close to other cars and people, mm -hmm. and uh, they want to get in and get out real fast, and they actually have a, a handicap sticker that will get them close to the place to get in to get out. Yeah, I'm, it, and I've seen it happen with people who have, you know, um, uh, they have developmental disabilities, so they can physically walk no problem, but they might, you know, if you try to bring them across the parking lot, they might have an episode before they get to the door. Exactly, and i got to tell you, the VA now is very tight about what they give as as handicapped stickers. Uh, you got to 
I went to get one because I had a uh, difficulty walking, and and they said we're now waiting. If you have a leg gone, we'll give it to you. Hmm. That's what the doctors they'll they'll authorize it for things like that because people were misusing it. Right. And as far as the tickets go, I got I think it was a twenty five dollar ticket because I went to park um, behind eight hundred Pleasant, I think it is. Uh, where the DA and all those guys are. I went on that street next to the parking garage. Mm -hmm. And the people before me had parked over the line that says is your parking space. And there was only one. I parallel parked into it. I got into it because the person, everybody was parking ahead. So I was six inches over the line with my wheel, which is almost a foot and a half of, of car. But I couldn't go back any further because the car behind me was over. I got the ticket. I went down. I said, why did I get a ticket? Well, when the no one else got one because they had all left. Sure. Mine yeah. was the only one that was left there, the guy said. I was the only one that had a ticket and he couldn't prove that others were there. I said, well, that doesn't seem fair. He said, take a picture next time. I that's, said, I will. That's a good idea, yeah. Said, this time... This time, we'll wave this. Well, that's good. Next time, take a picture. And come in here. So that's, that's the way you do it. Yeah, that's a good plan. Have proof. You yeah. got your phone with you? Take a picture. Hey, there was nothing I could do. This is the only place I could park. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that tip. And, you know, they're really, if they want to make money for the city, they should go into the neighborhoods, like the West End. Get some of those people that are parked on the sidewalk. That we just got brand new sidewalks because the other idiots for 20 years parked on the sidewalk. <laughs> I went to some of those people. I went to Crave yep. on Friday night. Uh, I had to seize the deal that was going to expire. So I went to Crave Friday night for dinner. And when I pulled up on the side of the side of, um, What's that? A Cushion Avenue, right, yeah. right, right in front of the building. And, and I pulled up, you know, it's the old Chuck's China Inn. When I pulled up, I was on the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, and I was about to get into the car and, like, move off the sidewalk. And then I saw all the other cars were on the sidewalk, too. And I was like, that's why I did it, because I was trying to line myself up with them. So <laughs> everybody was on the sidewalk. But right. you know what your mother would have said. If everybody jumped off the cliff, would you jump off the right. cliff? No, no, I still, I still <laughs> fix my car anyway, but at but least I understood why I made the mistake. It's those tickets that should be given to those people that parked right next to a no parking the side of the street. Or they park in the, yeah. the they park in the places. They park right next to the sign. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I got to hold you there because yeah. I, I got another call I want to squeeze in, but thank you for okay, the call. But there's your money for a new Bedford right there. In there you go. Yeah. Thank okay. you for the call. Take care. Bye-bye. And uh, let me squeeze in this one last call here before I got to take a break, and then you can call in during the break. We'll line you all up again. You're next on WBSM. Good Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Just, I just want to mention something about people not doing the right thing. Uh, there's a gentleman that sits in a wheelchair on the corner of Dartmouth Street and Brockdale Avenue. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day last week, uh, the rain came upon us real quick. And I said, what? I couldn't believe my eyes. He folded up the chair and he ran like the devil to get to wherever he was going. 
So the conversation came up this week about this particular situation, and come to find out, this man is not what he's saying on the sign. Now, we're not sure if he's a veteran or not, but he is certainly not in any way uh, having to sit in a wheelchair and and get money from, from kind people. After he gets the money every day, he goes over to a store, and I don't, my sister happened to be in the store, laughing at all the money he collects buying junk, uh, cigarettes, tobacco, tobacco, all this kind of stuff. Can you believe that, Tim? I mean, I, I just assume that, and I know this is a horrible way to have to be, but I just assume that the story I'm being told by folks like that are never true. Well, this one is not true. This one is true. He is not what he says he is. He lives in Solomon, number one which is a very uh, rich community. And like I just said, he's just laughing at all these people giving him money. When I saw him fold up that chair and run faster than me, who doesn't have a wheelchair or, or I'm not a veteran, I don't even know if he's a veteran. We can't find out. But the, the nerve of some people to do that to innocent people. Yeah. So and beware out there. That's why they always say, you know, don't don't give to the individuals, give to the organizations, because the organizations can make sure the right individuals get them. Exactly right. Thank you, Tim. Have a good day. You as well. Uh, We do have to take a break. More room for you, though. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. The local talk doesn't stop. to all of you. Thanks for tuning in each day and thanks for calling in at 508-996-0500 or hitting us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Uh, we have uh, some App Chat messages that came in. Answered 7 in the cushion says, Hey Tim, happy one year. Started listening to you last year. Keep up the good work and get others to read or use app messages and tend to skip their show because they don't read the apps. Yeah, it's not for everybody, unfortunately. Oh, and keep commercials to a minimum, please. Just kidding. If you want some Portuguese seafood, try Sabra Supermarket. They have the Portuguese stuff. Yeah, the Sabra Market has a lot of great stuff in there. Um, but, yes, the uh, the, the commercials are, 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 are a joke because we've had uh, people who have actually app chatted me and accused me of um, putting having more commercials than everybody, taking more breaks than everybody else. And in actuality, it's the same amount. I mean, they might be like, they might have a few more minutes in them, but we all have the same number of breaks. Anyway, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning. You're on the air. Once, twice. All right.
it. We're going to have to try again. So I'm looking at the caller ID numbers. It's not the same people. It's not the same person because then I'd be like maybe they have an issue with their phone, but it's it's a couple of different people. So, but seems like the phones are working okay. I think people are just uh, distracted because it's Valentine's Day. They want to call in, but then, you know, they're also maybe they're getting a flower delivery at the same time. Or maybe uh, somebody showed up with a pajama gram. Remember to use that code NUDE, N-U-D-E, NUDE. I just know that because I've heard the commercial here. I've never got anybody a pajama gram before, nor have I been given one. Uh, but it, it, I got pajamas for Christmas from my son. He got me awesome Ghostbusters pajamas. So I think I think pajamas are a great gift. I've gotten them many times for different occasions. Um, I would just, you know, wear them around the house. Like, I don't know why. When I watch TV and I see people walking around their house, like, fully dressed and wearing shoes and all that, I'm like, that's not me. When I'm home, I'll put on, like, loungewear or, or, or some pajamas or some slippers, and that's how I am until it's time to go out again or somebody's coming over. Which means if somebody does, like, surprise me, I have to go and get dressed before I can answer the door. But that's, I just, I watch TV and I'm like, who sits on their couch with a pair of boots on? Meh, just seems odd. Like when I was watching Shrinking and I saw somebody bite into a bagel like it was a donut. Who eats a bagel that way? Anyway, 508-996-0500. So, again, we were talking earlier about the New Bedford Police Union taking to social media to share the staffing issues that the department is having with the public to give them more insight into the fact that there are less officers available and with reduced staffing, citizens could expect there to be reduced services and reduced ability to respond to calls. Barry has an article at WBSM.com and on the app right now and on our social media channels where you can Read. He got comments from Chief Oliveira about it. He he talked to Councillor Brian Gomes about it, who chairs the Public Safety Committee. He spoke with both of them about that, and uh, of course, you know they're both in favor of getting more officers on the force. But as the off as the police union is saying, it doesn't seem like the administration has a plan for how to combat the lack of officers right now. You know, how do you offer the same level of services? With the limited number of personnel, they don't have a plan, according to the police union. They're just, they're being told, you know, we're working on it. Don't don't worry about it. So this is starting to play out very publicly. Uh, tonight on South Coast Tonight, Marcus will be welcoming New Bedford City Councilor at Large, Ian Abreu, to discuss this. And uh, and also, I'm sure, uh, to take your phone calls on it as well. But it's something that, and, and think about this, too. They're worried about whether or not they can keep those staffing, uh, keep those services, level of services to residents with, with a limited number of staff. Do you think that the only people that read social media are the people that would make the phone call needing the police? Or are some of the folks seeing these posts on social media the people that are doing things in which they want to avoid the police. So now do they know that there are a limited number of officers, and does that make them emboldened? 508-996, because, you know, I don't, I don't think a majority of, 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 of criminals in New Bedford are tuning into WBSM 
and hearing the mayor talk about staffing issues for the police or or hearing phone calls from citizens about it. You know, I, I, but I think that they're probably on social media and organized criminals are probably keeping an eye on what the, the law enforcement posts on social media. So I don't know. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How are you? Oh, well, happy anniversary to you. Thank you to you as well. Program. You know, I don't know if you're taking ideas for, you know, future programs of yours. I don't know if you're going to take guests now and then. But uh, one thing I'd like to mention is the phenomenal work that they're doing at the American Revolution Institute of the Society of the Cincinnati. And uh, they're looking into uh, uh, people's diaries of the time during the t- time of the American Revolution and and running up to the uh, War for Independence, mm-hmm. uh, all walks of life, officers, uh, soldiers, uh, women, and even uh, some of uh, those who were enslaved and so- seek freedom by joining um, the British uh, uh, armed forces. But they have uh, people like uh, Don Haggist, uh, who's a historian, and he's in-depth. I don't know if that's something you're interested in the future, oh, getting I, someone I, from them. I love colonial history, pre-revolutionary history. I, I read a lot about that, and um, and I find it to be one of the most, as you're you you know, as you're saying, it's, it's one of the time periods that there's not enough out there about what that daily life was like, but those materials do still exist if, if people go out there and, and look for them. They can find those diaries. And what they're doing there is they're going through different... Uh, people's diaries and 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 newspapers of the era uh people's writings because uh one thing that was uh a very uh, that he brought up uh don agist i was watching this on uh c-span three and they talk about history and uh the the important role that women played in the american revolution mm-hmm. uh, on both sides on the british side and on the american armed forces that uh, most often they accompany their husbands you know, and they they did seamstress work. They washed the laundry for the the soldiers. Obviously, uh, cooking and many other things. But they pieced together all their stories, and they're trying to get a picture of how it was during that era, uh, as far as the interactions of society at the time, and each individual's account, their own life experience, mm-hmm. whether it was you know uh, a mother on the farm. Uh, trying to keep uh, take care of the children while the husband was in the Continental Army, but I think that would be something great. And, and, it, and it's a way that people were writing, so they weren't writing for history. They were writing for themselves. They were writing for their own memories and to pass down to their own family. So they, they, you know, at least in my opinion, I found personal diaries have always given you more of a pure account because it really is. You know, it's it wasn't intended for you and I to read, but now that we would have access to them, it does paint a, a, us that more. Um, more legitimate picture of what it was, as opposed to the way that uh, they consciously tried to portray it as as time went on. Right, because uh, I mean, most often on history books, it, you know, you're reading, it's giving you a general overview. But this is, but the way that what the, the phenomenal work they're doing at the American Revolution Institute of the Society of the Cincinnati is they're going through all of these documents. Do, do you, do you they're have... always finding new documents and new people's uh, people's writings to yeah. try to make... It's almost, I would say, it's almost like a, like a canvas. You know, you're getting, you know, parts of the canvas, but then you're seeing the whole, the background and mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's the way I would describe it. Do I mean, maybe I'm not put, describing it properly. No, no, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, do you do you have an interest in Victorian era history at all? No, not not particularly. A few years ago, the Fall River Historical Society put out a book called Parallel Lives, and they basically took all the documentation they could find of what Fall River was like in the time of Lizzie Borden, and they built it's a huge volume it's a very large book and they really did a great job the same way of looking at everybody's everyday lives and their accounts of it and put together what lizzie borden's time you know what it was like in fall river at that time and so i can imagine that they'll probably do something similar you know with the revolutionary era uh with this information that they're gleaning and and i think that it'll be a fascinating read i gotta hold you there though because i'm up against the break but thank you for the call and for the info we'll see if we can find somebody from there I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You as well. Uh, yeah, colonial history is something that I, I am very fascinated with, um, especially when you look at because there is you know there's a lot of different facets of, of how that life was. You know, life for the people who were in the government, in the colonial government, and running things, and the keepers of that history were probably a lot different than it was for the everyday average person, and especially because you know they're they're in place to lead so they might not be having the same thoughts and feelings about the situation you know they want that colony to succeed whereas the the average person that's a a, a colonist uh they might be like hey this is horrible this is not working out at all the way i thought that it would i want to go back to england so you know you have different perspectives of it and i think it'll give you a lot of different takes and uh, and, and a, a better picture so i'll look more into that for sure gotta take a break we'll be back in a few 1420 WBS. A Valentine's Day plan for your significant other. I'm going to save you right now. Here's what you do. Get in the car. Head on down Route 140. Go into Taunton. Go around the Taunton Green. Jump on 138 and drive yourself over to Barrels and Boards. When you get to the restaurant, right next to Barrels and Boards is the Barrels and Boards Marketplace. I don't know that you can get a, a, a reservation at Barrels and Boards tonight. You can try, but... If you go into the marketplace, you can get all of the same great quality food that they serve in the restaurant and take it home with you. And you can even buy pre-made meals ready to go. All you have to do is take them home, throw them in the oven to heat them up. You can get individual size if you're like me and you're celebrating Valentine's Day alone, or you can get a family size. And what you can do is you can go home, you can put it in the oven, you can heat it up, and you can pretend like you made it. Chef Manny and his crew over there, they're not going to mind. They're, they're, they're there to help you out. They're here to help you out on Valentine's Day. They don't mind if you want to pretend like you made it. Or maybe you do want to make it from scratch yourself. You can get all the high-quality ingredients they use in the restaurant right there in Barrels and Boards Marketplace. Take it all home. Bring home some of their artisan sauces. You can even make the candied bacon appetizer with the butterscotch dipping sauce. You can get a little kit to make that at home. And then tell me you will not be the winner of Valentine's Day if you put that out on the table. So check it out. And don't forget Montelio's Desserts because nothing says I love you more than a delicious Montelio's dessert. So check it out. Barrels and Boards Marketplace, Route 138 in Raynham. You can also visit them online, barrelsandboardsma.com. But I recommend just getting over there right now and grabbing something great out of the marketplace. Take it home and be the Valentine's Day hero. This program, uh, first of all, again, happy anniversary, one-year anniversary of the program today. Thank you all. Uh, but it is also Heart Health Month, and we've teamed up with South Coast Health to help bring awareness to Heart Health Month. Uh, all night, all month long, we're keeping you informed when it comes to heart disease, and you can find out tips and more at WBSM.com and on the app. We were going to have a 
a doctor come on from South Coast Health today, but they were unavailable, you know, because especially heart doctors, you know, they never know when they're going to be needed. Uh, so we have put that to next Tuesday. So we will talk some heart healthy tips for you next Tuesday in the 10 a.m. hour. So you're going to want to tune in for that. And uh, and that will hopefully help you keep your heart healthy for a long time to come because I love you all. And I want you to be here each morning when we get back together to do the show, which we'll do again tomorrow. Stay tuned for Bill O'Reilly, followed by Barry Richard, uh, then Ian Abreu on South Coast tonight. I will be back tomorrow. Enjoy every, whatever you're having for Valentine's Day. WBSM and W258. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.